Welcome to Chatterbox, where the voices of teenagers take center stage to discuss variating topics of our times. I'm Ricky Shu, a fellow teen on a mission to explore and dissect the things that impact us the most identity, relationships, activism, mental health, and more. In a world where our perspectives are often overlooked, this podcast is our platform. Here, we'll have candid conversations, share personal stories, and embrace the diverse viewpoints within our generation. Whether you're seeking understanding, connection, or simply a space to reflect, you're in the right place. Together, let's navigate these social waters and shed light on the issues that matters to us the most. This is Chatterbox, and we're here to amplify the voices and thoughts that matter most. Yours. Hello guys, this is a long-awaited return of the second episode, and today I have another close friend of mine. Let's welcome Andrew Chen. Hello. Okay, Andrew, would you mind introducing yourself for the listeners? I'm Andrew Chen from 11C. I'm 16 years old, almost 17, and my hobbies are I love to do cycling and anything outdoors such as surfing, uh, rock climbing, or camping and uh yeah in general in general i just love the nature and at school i love to play volleyball and that's about it so basically you're like a really sporty guy and really enjoy being part of nature right yeah correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure that you participate in cycling around taiwan while almost every single winter break and summer break uh i did quite a few times uh, joined those camps recently, but uh, it actually started with from easier camps such as oh, okay. uh, mountain climbing or uh, kayaking. There's a variation of activities you will be able to attend in outdoors. And I, there's actually a camp that I attend every summer and winter since I was third grade. So that was about like yeah, seven, six, eight, seven, eight years. Yeah, yeah eight, eight years, years ago. Huh? Eight years ago, it was first time I went outdoors, and uh, that was the first time I went to that camp. Honestly, it w- wasn't too pleasant of an experience. Oh, really? Yeah, because so there was one teacher. Well, uh-huh. it was kind of like the you know college students oh, yeah, have yeah. those uh, summer and winter like those job interviewing chats. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, yeah, so apparently there was one college student being uh, our team leader at the time. And, you know, like outdoors, we got to cook our own dinner uh-huh. and stuff, you know. And his ability to cook was not so pleasant. <laughs> so I, I'd assume that he didn't really cook edible things, huh? Yeah, not, not very much. Uh, another reason I said that it was not a great experience uh-huh. what the first time was because i had very bad allergies afterwards oh. but overall i really liked the experience how people communicated in outdoors and how we can enjoy the whole environment like it's it feels so different than being in the cities or being in urban urban areas and i feel like it's very hard to replicate that same kind of feeling in the cities compared to in the na- nature area uh, okay. So, what exactly like makes you really like nature? Like, cause like 
For me, uh, some people may know that I participate in a drama club. Uh, I've been doing drama since like around like six years, seven years now. And I think what really keeps me going is that like I really like the feeling of being on stage and and like presenting something that I've been I've been practicing for such a long time, like months or sometimes or what once even even like almost a year. And I really like me showing this thing that I've prepared for a long time to them. So like, yeah, what exactly do you think lets you keep going into to these camps and what's the one thing that you really like about nature i guess um there's two parts of reasons that i really like nature that much well first of all the most obvious reason is that um it's very exciting and me personally i really like things that are well you can say it's scary or exciting uh-huh. well these two are kind of so like thrilling. similar yeah, yeah thrilling and so I, I really like to jump off a cliff Whoa, or something like that sounds... and jump into a uh-huh. pond. Well, these activities, these exercises themselves, it already makes me want to attend them already uh, at the first point. I but see. another part, which is the, I would say, the more attractive part for me is um, the communication oh. with different people. Oh. So uh, it's hard to explain, but... I feel like people outdoors are more likely to communicate and not just communicate, but speak with their heart uh-huh. than in the city. I believe this is because like in the cities, well, people have to think about all type of work, their oh. schoolwork or I see, I see. Their, their work in general, that they have to kind of like put on a mask. They have to keep up their like representation and they have some sort of um ego that they can't put down so it's really hard or very rare to have a actual conversation with someone but in outdoors especially when i went to those camps um these people we never knew each other and so there's no reason for us to keep a mask on and it's easiest it's easier for us to communicate because we don't have to think so much and we don't have so many like um so much like competitive so much... relationships oh, yeah, like all we have to do like we are kind of like family members for 12 oh. days that we just travel around and because we live together for 12 days mm-hmm. so uh eventually things in anyone's heart will start to start coming out of their mouths and uh, at outdoors I met a lot of cool people that I really thought changed my life Uh more than anyone it's not like uh, I learned a lot from them but not like from a teacher kind of learning it's more like a mentor something like that there's a few and I feel like they really changed me to want wanting to become someone like them because um, they have a very special attractiveness. Like when they speak, you don't feel like, you don't feel the distance. Uh-huh. You don't feel like it's a um, higher level person talking to a lower level person. And you don't feel like he's trying to enforce their thoughts mm-hmm. on you. But instead it's like a friend sharing their ideas. Like their but, experience. But, 
Me, when I listen to them, I 100 percent is uh, is persuaded. Oh. And that's I feel like this is the magic of outdoor people in general. They don't they don't need to be the smartest. They don't need to know the most knowledge, but their experiences make them sound confident. And when they speak, an influence. Ah,、uh, I see, I see. So, like, I guess you could say, like, people showed their most natural side because of like their surroundings, and there isn't, like you said, there isn't really any competitiveness between one another. Yeah, you you can say something like that. And I feel like the most interesting part of a travel, like, uh, like a trip like this,、mm-hmm. is that there's people from. All over the country, and they have、oh. all have their own unique skills, their own unique experiences, and normally we don't get to see them. But then, when we have this perfect environment and perfect setting to let everybody express their true self, you can actually know a lot of cool people. And when this trip goes, this trip goes on because. Everyone is unique, so everything together. Every time we go on a new trip with different people, it's all a different experience. It's never the、oh, same. Like I I've been, I attended like four or five cycling trips, all like located in Taiwan. I can confidently say none of them were the same experience. Oh, I see. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. It's like I guess something I could kind of relate to is like. I I guess like when I used to go to camps before, well before like I started cramming for like SAT and stuff. I guess it's like when you go to a camp and you get really close with the people, and you, next time you go to a camp that's I guess similar, but it, it just it feels like a whole new experience because it it's the pe it's really the people that shapes the camp and shapes the environment. I guess. Yeah, and additionally, like there's a a special thing about outdoor camps. It's a type of camp called unstructured camps,、oh. and this phrase means that every time you go to this camp, it's not pre-planned what you can do. It's just like, well, you can't pre-plan what you can do in outdoors because there's weather's and environment. Everything、uh-huh. is never pre-planable,、uh. so you don't know what you're gonna do tomorrow. But that makes it exciting. And you don't know what will happen、That's, next time you go to this、really、trip.、Cool. Every time it's a brand new experience, and you will never predict what is going to happen. So I guess, like with the case of cycling, it's just you guys know that it'll be this long, and know that you you guys are going to cycle around Taiwan, and that's all you know. Yeah, that's all we know. That's、so、we、cool. will never know what we're gonna eat for tomorrow dinner. Never know what、um, views and. Beautiful views that we will see tomorrow. We'll never know when we just randomly decide to stop and play at the beach. Oh, that sounds really fun, huh? Well, I guess from what I've also heard, you started you started a club here, and、uh, if I remember correctly, it's called the out, it's called Outdoor Leadership Club. Yeah.、Uh, well, about this club, I originally wanted to call it Outdoors Club. Well, the school—it's too, too broad. Yeah, the the school was like, no, you have to have some educational <laughs> functions. So know, yeah, see, put leadership in the name. All right, all right, all right. But okay, I had to put it there. But、um, my motivation to create this club 
was to first of all, well, create an environment like the outdoors. So people in my school in Kangchao will be able to experience this type of fun and in general, just open up with each other. So you, you just, I guess you try to bring the camp into school. Yeah. And another part is that um, because I met so much these so-called cool people in uh-huh. the outdoors. So me personally, I want to become a cool person uh, as well. I see. So that's me trying to become a cool person so you, first step. Ah, uh, I see. So you like you also trying to, I guess, like transfer this mentality and this mindset into here. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah. Okay. Well, since you do so much, I guess, about nature and outdoor stuff, I would suppose you'd have a insight on, well, climate change and like, uh, like just like global warming and these type of global nature issues. Uh, if we're talking about this topic, I would like to change it up a little because there's too much people talking about climate change and there's too much environmental environmentalists huh. out there. And oh, I have to right. say, although I absolutely love the nature and I care about the nature, um, what they're talking about, I feel like it's not important. It's not. It's not. It's not not important. But it's nonsense. It's not oh. working. It's it's crazy how like. There's the they're talking about protecting the nature for so long, yet it didn't change anyone. But they somehow believe that by continue continue doing so, doing the same thing, huh. anything would change. Like stupid, how like <laughs> one plus one will never equal to three. That's obvious. So why are they still trying? So- My perspective on this is that mm, if the original way could not change people's thoughts then you should change it into another way ah uh, i see so like you think because since there's so many speeches and so many movements you but like nothing really has changed among society so you think that maybe they should switch to another type of way yeah um well i feel like people don't care about environment there are a few reasons first of all it's too distant of a topic for a normal person to think about. Why do you say that? Well, mm, the environment is important, but the environment doesn't change that fast. It doesn't oh. change like in one or two days. It happens like in a decade, two I decades, see. 10 uh-huh. decades. And for a person that is busy for everyday work, it's very hard for them to slow down and to actually note, even notice this problem going on. So they don't identify this problem by themselves, but only see them on TV. So oh. they feel like this is not very close of a issue to them. And as well as they just don't feel like they're, they are powerful enough to contribute to this kind of issue. Uh, let me give you an example. Like, uh, for example, as a Taiwanese citizen, uh-huh. You would say, I believe we all agree that the American president election is a very important event, right? Uh-huh. And it also affects every Taiwanese citizen because uh-huh. Taiwan and America and China. Yeah, that, <laughs> that explains everything. Uh-huh. So, but why don't any Taiwan, you don't see any Taiwanese citizen, any Taiwanese person caring about American president election? 
first of all, it's too distant of an issue for you to consider. Oh, uh-huh. Like Taiwan and America, they're not the same place. Uh-huh. And second of all, you don't have the power to influence the result of this issue. Oh. Like you are not a citizen not of the United yeah. States. So therefore, there's nobody not, just yeah, nobody just think about not it. Not much you can do. Yeah, not much you can do. But the truth is, if more people start thinking about this problem, thinking about this issue, then the trend and the whole, well, how do I say, the whole society starts to shift toward, towards one side. And when more and more people became united, then maybe they start to gain a little bit influence. Oh, I see. So, yeah, I guess... So from your example, I would I think what you mean is that global warming seems like too far of an issue, and if you and like it's not that fast, like that rapid of you can't see results that rapid. So so people would feel like that it doesn't really affect them when it does, and it just comes slowly. Yeah, and people don't believe they will be able to change anything about it, so they kind of just. Like uh, live to it, uh huh. But I feel like another thing is that people nowadays don't really understand what is nature environment. Uh, like uh-huh. I believe that anyone, like most the most of the population, probably is from the cities. And to be honest, the cities is so different from well, what we so called nature areas. But what nature and nature area is not like some random mountain near your house that's not nature area i'm talking about like real nature it real nature can be very broad and Uh they don't understand how many things would be affected if nature is gone so if you like photography like ricky you like Uh, photography right and can you imagine there's no more stars for you to take photos of i see that's a part of nature but people don't connect it to the nature because they don't understand what is the nature. Everything is connected to nature. So without nature, nothing uh-huh, would work. But nobody knows that everything would work is because of the nature. And it's hard to let everyone know that the nature is important by any way, uh, including all those posters and speeches i feel like those are all useless uh-huh. because well s- statistics proves everything uh-huh. because uh-huh. after <laughs> after their influence well they didn't influence uh-huh. i see yeah so i feel like the fastest way to influence is to directly let people f- feel how nature is connected to everything included including to what they love then these issues are no longer distant to them it's a issue that they have, they have to face immediately because if if not they will lose what they love so i'll say that the first step of protecting the environment is never telling other people to protect the environment because that never works but instead it should be let more people start to like the nature understand the fun of nature and that's how more people will start actually thinking that the nature should be protected so 
Hmm, I see. What do you think people should do then, like in this case? Or I guess as a teenager, what do you think you would try to do? Or, or yeah, basically, what do you think anyone could do? I've actually already started contributing to this issue oh? in my own way. So, like you said, like we said earlier, I had a club in school called the Outdoor Leadership Club, mm-hmm. and that is my way to introduce this first step of start liking the nature to more people. Uh-huh. And uh, eventually, my goal is to through letting more people experience these fun activities outdoors, such as uh, maybe just barbecue or building a tent or or observing the stars these are activities that i believe most people would like and it's a very good first introduction for everyone to the nature and i don't need that much people to fall in love in nature for um let's say my club uh i started at 10th grade and i'm going to i'm planning to run it till 12th grade Uh and these two years if i could find one or two person a one or two people that start that likes nature like i do and Uh i uh, introduce them to this world of nature i created two extra myself oh i see and their job is to go and spread this love of nature to more people and maybe 20 years or 30 years from now, I didn't do much, but what I did created tens or thousands of myself. I see. So it's like, I guess you're trying to influence more people who will try to influence more people. And it's like a passive forward type of thing. Yeah, uh, that's what I believe, like the way to influence. Um, I really dislike how nowadays schools or some or many medias try to influence you they just um bomb you with a lot of statistics with yeah with a lot of statistics Ah. (laughs) a lot of information and what like i don't care about those stuff all i want to know is why would this affect me and why should i care about it and for everyone i believe what they care about is what they like so how about before you tell me to protect and care about the nature you let me fall in love with nature first so i guess final recaps is that you should fall in love with nature first to protect the environment and although it's not very apparent but it is and it will eventually affect all our lives or all of the future generations lives well we live in the environment. <laughs> ah, true that. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for coming in today. To all you listeners, make sure to go follow at Chatterbox Pod. And I repeat again, that's at Chatterbox Pod on Instagram for more news and updates and for information on new and upcoming episodes. Okay, that'll be all for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.